You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Uh, So this is a conversation between God and Noah. God, he, he's, he told, just before this verse right here, he told Noah, hey, Noah, um, I'm going to do something. Uh, I want to use you. Um, and so here it is, verse 14. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. That was with a P, hello. Verse 15, this is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long. 50 cubits wide and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof an opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. Come on, anyone get anxiety already? <laughs> like, like this is God telling Noah, giving him the dimensions. Hey, Noah, this is what I want you to build. Here's why. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy life under the heavens. Every creature that has the breath life has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish. Dun, dun, dun. Verse 18. But I will establish my covenant with you when you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Verse 20. Two of every kind of bird, every kind of animal, and every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of flood, what? Food. You are to take every kind of food that is, to, I knew that was wrong, I knew, I knew that was wrong. Uh, you are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and stored away as food for you and for them. Okay, so not only did Noah just tell them about the, build, uh, the boat that they needed to build, now he's letting them know, hey, this is what I need you to get inside of the boat. Okay, verse 22 And this is amazing to me, and this is what we're really going to talk about. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. I got one more verse for you. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. One more time. By faith, Noah, when warned about things that he had not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. This morning, I want to talk to you briefly from the subject, out of sight, out of sight. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for this morning, God, for what you're already doing in our midst. God, I pray right now that uh, you said in, in Scripture that your word, the seed, is only as good as our hearts. And and so right now, uh, we ask that you would just uh, prepare our hearts for what you want to do. Uh, We all have come in here with our hearts a little tainted and tattered from the week. And so we ask, God, right now that you would just help us. God, we want to leave here changed, not for our own benefit, so that we can change the world around us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone say amen, amen. Hey, so the phrase, I need you to do me a favor, is a phrase in which I have learned to despise so much. 
John, I need you to do me a favor. Does anyone else have an issue with that phrasing? One person. Awesome. So this is going to be a very uh, well, uh, very well um, spoken illustration. I can't stand that phrase. Now, there was a time in my life prior to college where when someone said to me, John, I need you to do me a favor, I was like, sure, whatever you need. I didn't even have to hear what they needed. I just, right off the bat, I said, sure, you, have a, you need a favor. Yes, yes, I will do it. Then I got wise. I went into college and uh, a lot of people, a lot of my friends, a lot of my peers, they would say, uh, John, I need a favor. And my Christian self would say, sure, no problem. And their look of shock came on their face and they said, well, that's awesome. Uh, because my mom's best friend's aunt's, uncle's friend's neighbor, son, needs help moving. And so if you can please help. And I'm like, John, I need a favor. Sure, no problem, whatever you need. Uh, so my flight leaves DFW at 3 in the morning. I need to be at the airport at 2 in the morning. Can you take me? Finally, I got wise. Because eventually, when my friends would say, my friends, air quote, my friends, would say, John, will you, I have a favor. I would say, before I said yes, I, I would say, what is it? First, let me hear what you want. First, tell me what it is you want me to do, and then maybe. Now, some of you are like, wow, what a pastor. Like, that's so rude. No, 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 I just got wise, okay? I got wise because I, I didn't want to help someone else's aunt that I... So I didn't want to move anyone else that I didn't even know. I didn't want to take anyone to the airport when the sun wasn't even up yet. I was over it. So please never, ever say, John, I need a favor. Because there's a good chance I will say no or let me know first. But that is not neither here nor there. The reason why I'm telling you this is because that mindset and mentality, it moved into my marriage with me, uh, just at the beginning stages where my wife would randomly say, babe, I need a favor from you. And I would say, uh, what is it first? Like, what do, you, what do you need from me first? Before I'm not going to say yes to you until you tell me what it is you first need. My wife, she would have, she, she began to, uh, the first time I said that, she was like, <laughs> Right, like she, 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 she was, she was not having it. Later, as time passed, and I began to become wiser, I realized, John, what are you doing? I began to think, like, John, if there is anybody in the world who deserves you to be okay to say yes, I don't know what it is that you want, but I will do it. Even if I can't see it, it's my wife. If there is anybody that 
that I, that ha- I had built a confidence in should be my wife. It should be my wife where she says, John, babe, I have a favor. I should not say, what, it, what is it? I should say, okay, whatever it is you need. Now I have become wiser with my response towards my wife. But here's, here's why I'm telling you this, not as a marital self-help, um, but, but the reason why I'm sharing this with you, this idea of responding with a yes, even when it's out of sight, even when I can't see it, is because, ladies and gentlemen, that is what we call faith. See, we're on a journey of faith for the next uh, few weeks, and um, and the big reason in which why I want us to really dive into this, this topic of faith is because I really believe that as 2020 comes along, that there's a lot of breakthrough that God wants to do in your life. Thank you. One person. Everyone else, they have it all together. It's all dandy. So, so, uh, so there, there's... there's I believe that in 2020, there's a lot of blessings that God has for you that you have not yet tapped into. And I, I'm believing that, that God, he, he's wanting to do some breakthrough in your life. He's wanting to, he's wanting to do some blessings, uh, to, to, to unveil some blessings in your life. But here's what I understand about breakthrough and blessings is that in order to step into those things, we typically need to step out into faith. And so here's the first thing, the, the really the, the point of this morning uh, of what I want you to understand and what I want to discuss about faith is as faith is not faith if you can see it. Quiet. Mic drop. Faith is not faith if you can see it. And we got to be okay with that. But we're not really okay with it. I know for me, it's hard to, to, to step out into something that I can't even see. And yet that, that's faith. That, that's faith. In fact, the Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he says that our response as believers is to walk by faith and not by sight, which tells me that sight and faith are not the same thing. He's saying you're either going to walk in faith or you're going to walk in what you see. And it's this very idea that, that, that when I read the story of Noah, blows my mind. See, because I think, yeah, we definitely can get caught up with the whole flood. That's, I mean, that's crazy, whatever. The fact that he got all those animals into the ark, that's cool. But what really, uh, that, what really just blows my mind is, is this idea that after God had told Noah everything that he needed to build and all the animals that he needed to stuff in there, that Moses' response wasn't, are you crazy? It wasn't, what are you thinking, God? It wasn't like, I'm pretending like I can't hear you. 
But by the text, we know that his response was, okay. Like out of everything in the story of Noah, that, that's what intrigues me the most. The fact that Noah could say, okay. See, no, Noah, he, like, when God was, was like, hey, this is what I'm going to do, Noah could have just been, like, God, there's not even a rain cloud in the sky. What? What, what do you, you want me to build a what? Hebrews says that, like, that it was something that they had never even seen before. And theologians debate whether they're talking about rain or, the fl- or like a flood. Either way. There's something that God said was going to happen that they've never seen ever before. And so Noah's like, wait, what's, even, what's a flood? I don't even know what a flood is. And yet, in this moment, and this is what I want you to really understand and to, to hold on to. In this moment, Mo, no, excuse me, Noah decided... He had to decide if he was going to listen to what God said or if he was going to do what he saw. He had to decide if he was going to, if what God spoke became more important than what he saw. Let me pause right there and and say this to you this morning. Specifically to those of you here that are uh, would identify as, as Christians, as Jesus followers. There will be a time in your life, constant times as a matter of fact, where you are going to have to decide what's more important, what God says or what you see. Because there will always be a conflict of interest. And you will have to decipher what is more important to you in that moment. And I will say this, one will build up your faith one will build up your fear. And so you got to decide how, what, like, I hear what you're saying, God, but here's what I'm seeing. And when, when you have what God is saying and what you are seeing, and they're two completely different things, you're going to have to make a choice. And in that moment, what you decide is faith or fear. See, God I know what you're saying. I know what you said about, about your word. And I, and I know that, that you said that by your stripes I am healed. I get that, but I don't see it. What do I do in that moment? What becomes more important to me in that moment? God, I, I know that I know that uh, that you are my provider, that you're my provision, but God, I just don't see it now. What do I do in that moment? Because in that moment I'm elevating fear or I'm elevating faith. And we gotta choose and decide what which one will almost in a way be our God. So how do we live that way? How do we live with a faith that is okay with stepping out even when I don't see it? Like how how do I become, how do I gain and grow a faith like Noah? 
where God can tell me that he wants me to do something so great and so grand even when I don't see a rain cloud in the sky, even when I can't comprehend what he's saying. Like, how do I get to that place? Well, I'm glad you asked. So with our next couple moments together, I just want to give you two things that, that I see in Scripture that helps you and I get to that place of stepping out even when we don't see it. The first one is this, for all you note takers, is this. The word confidence, confidence in God, confidence in God. We got to develop a confidence in God. And we develop a confidence in God by building a relationship with him daily. See, what I love about this this idea of Noah is that we see Noah, we see his response and he's like, sure, God, whatever you want me to do. And, and, and if you're like me, you're reading this, you're like, oh, Noah, you have such great faith. It's amazing that you could just randomly just say yes. But, but can I propose to you this morning that it wasn't a random thing that Noah just randomly said yes to. But watch this in, in Genesis chapter 6. I believe we, we have that. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked faithfully with God. So the very first instance, the very first introduction of who Noah is in Scripture is not Noah building an ark, but Noah walking daily with God. And so so Noah's faith to build an ark did not start with God saying, build an ark. But it started with Noah daily walking with God. It started with Noah first having baby faith and then growing into something greater. See, here's here's the great thing about about building a confidence in God is that not only is it us trying to build a relationship with him, but that relationship, that faith that we have in God, the confidence that we have in God, here's great news is that it doesn't have to start off big. See, going into seminary, uh, Bible college, uh, I always felt inferior to everyone else there because it seemed like everyone else always had greater faith than me. I know that's probably no one here, but, but I remember just like, I remember just everyone, everybody's faith just so big. Like just their faith in God was so big. Like, hey, Bob, how are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. He's, seriously, like, this is great. Like, I'm blessed. And uh, that's awesome, Bob. Um, And then I would have Bob's, the Bob's of seminary tell me how great their faith is. Like, Like, John, you would not believe at 2.23 in the morning, the Spirit of God woke me up. And he told me to pick up my heart and begin to, to strum a new song. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> he got me up, and at 2.33, I felt the Spirit of the Lord tell me to sell my possessions and to move to Africa and make Bibles 
out of bamboo leaves. Like what? Like what? Like what are you talking? And I remember talking to the Bobs of seminary like, God, I don't even have faith for today. Like I don't even have faith for my tuition to get paid. And your faith is talking about building bamboo leaves in Africa with, what in the world? See, that may, you may be Bob here, and if that is you, I'm glad you're here. Welcome. <laughs> but for everyone else who has an issue of trying to, to have big faith, what you need to understand for all the bobs in here is that the people with my type of faith who's like, sometimes it's big, but sometimes it's really small, is that the bobs can really uh, discourage us. Because it's very easy to look at the bobs of, of life and to think, man, I wish I could be like that. I wish my faith could be this big. I wish I can, I can have faith like him or I wish I can have faith like her. And if you're not careful, it's a spiraling death trap. And if that's you this morning, and you're like me and sometimes our faith is big, but sometimes our faith is small, I got great news for you. Is that Jesus... He said that I can have small faith. He said my faith doesn't have to be big all the time. In fact, he said that if my faith was the size of a mustard seed, that I can speak to the biggest thing, the mountain, and I can say that it could be moved into the water, and it would have to listen to me. And so I don't need faith the size of a mountain to move mountains. I just need some type of faith. And so I want to encourage you this morning, like, if you just got some type of faith, a little bit of faith, don't worry. It's okay. God still wants to move through you. It doesn't mean you're a horrible person. It doesn't mean that you're missing out on God. It doesn't mean that you're missing out on what he has for you. Because everyone has small faith. And when we can begin to develop it, a daily faith. A daily trusting in God, then eventually it can grow to big faith. See, I think that a lot of this, and I'm gonna move on, but a lot of this uh, hinges around the idea of what small faith move can you do now to begin to build your faith for later, for bigger things. See, we. We, we believe God, and God, I have faith that you would heal me from this whatever. But when I got a cough, I'm like, God, nah, you can't heal me from that. God, I, I, I believe, I'm trying to believe and trust that you're going to provide for me and, the, and, the, and the, the finances and resources that I need. God, I believe that you're going you're gonna to come up with the whatever so I can pay my house bill. But small faith would start with trusting God with that little 10. Faithfully. But I can't even trust God with that. 
And so to get this big faith, we got to first start off with small faith and not despise the small faith because in the small things, God can move mountains. Is that good, somebody? So the first thing, building confidence, it's building confidence. We got to build confidence. And here's the second thing, that if we're, we're trying to have this faith of Noah where he was able to, 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 to say, yes, God, I will build this ark. I don't know what rain is, or I don't see rain clouds. I don't know what a flood is, but I'm going to do what you're asking me to do. How do we get that? The first one is we got to build the confidence in God. And here's the second one. I think this one is very important, is that we got to be convinced in who God is. we got to be convinced. See, I am so convinced that my wife loves me that anybody in here, you can come up to me and you can be like, John, your wife doesn't love you. And I'll laugh at you because I am so convinced because I've built such a relationship with her. I am so convinced that, uh, that whatever you say to me, it goes in one ear and out the other. Have you ever realized that when you are truly convinced about something, good luck trying to change that? Like it, when you're convinced, when I'm convinced of what I know, you ain't changing my mind. And this is the next growth of, of what needs to take place in our life when it comes to the faith that we can't see. Is that, yes, I'm being confident, but now it's time for me to just become convinced. That I am convinced in what God has for me, who he's called me to be, and that he's called me to do something great. And when I'm convinced about that, when I'm convinced on who God is, nothing's changing that. Not, no matter what I'm going through, no matter the, the, the step of faith that I have to take, I am so convinced. Starting this church, moving to the next location, like that's faith of like, God, I don't know how you're doing it, but I'm gonna step out in faith and do it. Like that's, it's faith. It's, it's, it's being, I'm so convinced that you were faithful to me in the past. And here's the thing about being convinced is sometimes being convinced that process of getting there is not always easy. And sometimes it's messy. Because in order for you to be convinced, there are also going to be opportunities and times for it to fail and to crash and to not work out. And to seem like it took too long. God, why didn't you answer the way that you wanted, the way that I wanted you to? God, why did you not do this the way that I thought you should do it? God, why are you late? God, why didn't you answer my prayers? And that can be very messy. But through that, if I can be convinced that even though you're later than what I wanted, even though you didn't answer the way that I asked it for, I'm still convinced that you love me. Game changer. Game changer. So we got to be confident and convinced. 
Well, John, how do I know that you're just not giving us two words that start with C? Again, I'm glad you asked. Check this out, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, and we're done. Now faith is being confident of what we hope for. Convinced about things we don't see. Now faith is being confident of what I hope for. Convinced about what I don't see. Now faith is being confident. Do you guys see the C words? Of what we hope for. Convinced about things we don't see. You want a faith like Noah? We got to be confident. We got to be convinced. You want to go down in the pages of history of a man or a woman who walked in faith? You got to be full of confidence. Be convinced. Now faith is being confident of what we hope for. Convinced about things we do not see. See, confidence and being convinced, they work hand in hand because here's how. Confidence is what gets me started. Walking out in faith when I can't see it, that's what gets me started. But it's me being convinced is what makes me keep going. So confidence gets me started, but being convinced is what gets me to the finish line. Thank you for listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe, and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.